Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Do you have a podcast that isn't growing the way you want it to? There may be a simple reason for that, but you aren't sure how to decipher what the problem is. That's where a podcast audit comes in. I am offering a new service where you send me a podcast episode of your choice and I audit the podcast for your cover art, podcast name, intro and outro, episode titles, format, sound quality, production value, episode graphics, length, flow, on-air performance, calls to action, podcast directory discovery, podcast website, show notes, social media presence, and more. I am offering this service for just $97 for a limited time. Get your audit today at podseam.com forward slash podcast audit. That's P-O-D-S-E-A-M dot com forward slash podcast audit. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah St. John. And my guest today is the founder and CEO of Boost Oxygen, which you may have seen on Shark Tank. Welcome to the show, Rob Nooner. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Pleased to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. You're the first person I've had on who's been on Shark Tank. So I'm obviously curious about that whole experience and everything. But I guess first, maybe kind of go into your history or background, how you even got the idea for oxygen. Back in 2007, I used to import beer and distribute beer from the Czech Republic. And I sold that in 2007 and not enough to retire on. So I had a dinner with a friend of mine and he suggested oxygen cans. They were over in Germany and the Czech Republic. So we were talking and I said, yeah, you know, I've seen them in Minden, Prague and I'd seen them in Aachen. And so his family was still connected with the precision valve, these industrial aerosol valve company. And so I, I spoke with his father. He was like a second father to me. And he sort of took me by the hand and led me to the valve manufacturers, can manufacturers, the oxygen fillers, the contract manufacturers, everybody. And uh, we just tested it. And it, it, it was something that you know, I didn't go all in on. I wasn't sure about the legitimacy of, of the category because no one else was really doing it here in the United States. And a no one else is doing it, then, you know, you wonder if uh, there's a reason. <laughs> so we you know, stuck our toe into it a little bit and we went further and further and year after year we grew and grew and stayed profitable. And, you know, we are where we are today. It's, uh, we're doing over 3 million cans a year. Wow. So, okay. So you started in 07 and then what year was it that you were on Shark Tank? It was just like a couple years ago. Yeah, 2019, which seems uh, like, like it was yesterday. We went, we went back on for a, one of those reboots in 2020, late 2020, one of those check-ins. We, we were on and uh, it, was quite the, it was quite the experience. I remember I was actually in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado in, let's see, I guess that would have been June or July of 2019. When did your episode air? It must have been after that. Yeah, October of 2019. Okay. Because I remember thinking, man, I wish I had some sort of oxygen thing because I was getting out of breath at the high yeah. altitudes. Yeah, And then your episode was on a few months later and I was like, oh, if only I had known about this like three months ago, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're fairly ubiquitous actually in the Rocky Mountains. So if you'd gone to a city market or Kroger or a lot of Dick's Sporting Goods, we're, we're all over the place. But people have to sort of know what they're looking for. And when, where did you go? I went to Rocky Mountain National Park. Actually, you know what? Park. 
Yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, we were in a gift shop in there. Yep. And yep. I want to say, actually, maybe it was in there because maybe that's where I got the idea. I was like, <laughs> right. like, oh, I wish I had had this because yep. we were pretty much wrapping the trip up. But anyway, so I, maybe I did see it actually. You know, like, you, you did. People see it's ubiquitous. So when people are like, oh, I should have thought of that or. They just think of an oxygen can because they had seen it uh, wherever they were. But yeah, we, we are at the Rocky Mountain National Park gift shops and all over the place. So it's, yeah, it's beautiful out there. I love it. Do you find that, or do you know if most of the people who use it are using it for being in high altitudes or if it's more like athletes and whatnot? Yeah. So that, that's a, you know, a really interesting question. I get that all the time. When we started and we were sort of growing, our first big account was Sports Authority. And when we made the prong as a former football player, I, you know, I'd seen people using oxygen on the sidelines. So it was like, oh, well, this is great. So we're going to use this for sports. And people, you know, people using it for leg lifts. Arnold Schwarzenegger used to use oxygen when he, when he used to do leg days. So we were promoting it for sports. So Sports Authority, they did a great job with us. If they were still in business, though, they, they would do a, a good job. But they gave us the data as to where they were selling. And all their stores were selling actually pretty well. The, Best-selling stores by far were the ones up in Colorado, the Colorado and, and Westvale. So we went there and said, hey, we're supposed to do the store managers at those at those two locations. And they said, yeah, people are coming in here and, and buying it for the altitude. So, you know, we did a little bit more research and decided, okay, well, the altitude, and obviously people are epoxic. And when they go to the altitude, they, they automatically feel it and they automatically see that having more oxygen is beneficial. So we got started in the altitude. And the altitude market is still, we have a great sales manager out there and uh, she does a wonderful job and it's really built a reputation for us there of trust and goodwill. So yeah, we're, we're all throughout the mountains, Utah, California, uh, Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, New Mexico, even Arizona. So, but yeah, but, but sorry to talk so much. You're like, I know you have more questions, but, um, we still do business with sporting goods. And so sporting goods, because people get out of breath playing sports, uh, and working out. So we're. We're in Dick's Sporting Goods, Academy, Big Five, Dunham's, uh, a whole bunch of other sporting, uh, independent sporting goods stores as well. Sports teams like Iona, Alabama uses us, San Houston State, and, and many other teams yeah, use us for uh, respiratory support, which is nice. Yeah, so the third group, actually, it's, it's probably the biggest group of the, of the three, of the altitude of the sports, are senior citizens. You know, mm -hmm. people who are older um, and have breathing issues, uh, a lot of them. And don't qualify for medical oxygen, but don't get winded when they go up the steps and winded when they go out to dinner and they just like a little oxygen can to help them through their day, which is kind of nice. I know each can has like 200 puffs basically. Yeah. But I'm curious how long does each one last? I mean, before you feel like you need another one. Sure. Well, you know, it's, I tell people that you can last seven weeks without food seven days without water, but only seven minutes without oxygen. So if you're out of breath, having supplemental oxygen helps and, and brings you back, but it's immediate. Like if you don't uh, have oxygen, you're, you're immediately not doing well. So and if you have more oxygen, you immediately do better. Our large can holds liters of oxygen, which is roughly 200 inhalations. One inhalation we define as one second. It's sort of like saying a gulp, you know, how many ounces in a gulp? But we say uh, the, the average breath is one second. So uh, we have 200 one-second inhalations or 10 liters of oxygen in our large can. We have a medium-sized can that has about 100 inhalations, it's five liters of oxygen. And our pocket-sized can is three liters of oxygen, which is roughly 60 one-second inhalations. Okay. And then, so when you take an inhalation, 
it it obviously works right away but have you been able to kind of determine how long it lasts for i mean i guess it depends on what the person's doing exactly it's how depleted you are how, how out of breath you are and you know so i tell people oh, oxygen is not a panacea it's not a cure so you know a lot of people are on oxygen and it doesn't work even a little bit of oxygen does work so your slogan is help us here. Oxygen just helps. That's what we just have to say. It, it, it can help you. It's not going to cure you, but it, you know, it will help you get back to aerobic respiration faster than if you did not have supplemental oxygen. So that's how it kind of works. Some people, like, and I go to Colorado and place out in Breckenridge, 10,000 feet above sea level. I'll go through three cans uh, in two days, the large. Oh, wow. uh, and other people, you know, only do a can. Some people just use the pocket-sized can when they get winded up at the top of the uh, the mountain. So it's all personal preference. And if you're breathing heavily uh, and or you're out of breath and want to catch your breath, it's 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 all what works for you. Do you know if anyone used it during COVID? Like if they had difficulty breathing as one of their symptoms? Yeah. So people did. Uh, a lot of people did actually. So there was an oxygen shortage when COVID first came out. And you know, the first thing people were receiving. Going to the hospital, unfortunately, was oxygen because they were deplete. The COVID was attacking the respiratory system. So there were articles published and there were huge oxygen shortages. And we got caught up in that where people sort of bought, bought us out in the first two days of, of, of the pandemic. And there was gouging, which we really tried to crack down on. And we were able to reload pretty quickly, keep the flow going. We had you know, contract, great contracts with an oxygen supplier who kept us stocked. We filled, we do our, well, well not all, but most of our filling right in house. So we were able to get the, the uh, bulk supply of oxygen to put into, into the smaller canisters to keep providing people who wanted it. But yeah, COVID was a, a, a very difficult, stressful time for all of us. And because, you know, again, with the restrictions of people coming in and are able to deliver the product that we were deemed essential. But so it was, it was very, it was a very interesting time, but we did help a lot of people and had a lot of great comments online about that. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, it would be nice to have a can ready to go for like the next time I go to Colorado or wherever. But I was reading on your website that you can't take it on a plane, even as a checked item. Yeah, it's a pressurized gas. Uh, like like hairspray or well, a lot of sunscreens are, are pressurized. So you can't take it. It's just a CSA regulation. They make the rules. We don't. We've been at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. We've been to the base camp at Mount Everest, you know, 18,000 feet. So our cans have been tested to go at very, very high altitudes without expanding and failing. Okay. So yeah, if someone's wanting to get it for a trip, they just have to wait till they get there and get, yeah. go to a, like, are you in airports like in Colorado? Uh, right outside the airports, a lot of the hotels have us, many of the hotels that have us and a lot of the convenience stores have us. And, I like sporty goods and gift shops and that, that type of thing. Okay. So I'll keep that in mind next time. <laughs> yeah. Go to any, any, any Kroger or uh, King Supers out in Colorado. Uh, we're seeing the market and we're, we're in all of them. And I was also reading on your website, and I didn't know this, that the air we breathe is only 21% oxygen. That's right. That's right. Wow. And if you go to the Colorado, it goes down to 18%. And that goes to my thing. You only really last about seven minutes without oxygen. Even with a little bit less oxygen in the air, you feel it. You know, people, you know, they could, that's why they're hypoxic because they, they get just a little bit of less oxygen in the air and that's what happens. So yes, yeah, so 21% oxygen in the air, the 78% in 
is actually nitrogen, which is inert. And uh, there's some argon and other trace gases in there as well. But yeah, so 21% oxygen and ours is 95% oxygen, which is uh, wow. uh, anything over 93% oxygen is considered to be equivalent all the way up to 100%. You learn something new every day. I, I was thinking yeah. that the air we breathe was closer to 100%. Well, and that's, yeah, most people think that because they're like, are you breathing air? Are you breathing oxygen? Breathe the oxygen in. So people think that you're breathing 100% oxygen. And yeah, I know astronauts will used to go up into uh, space with about fully oxygenated capsules, 100% oxygenated capsules. And when actually when they came back to Earth, they had to decompress and get used to the 21% atmosphere. That's why when the astronauts came back from the moon, they had to sit in one of those tanks for a week because their their bodies were used to the 100% oxygen they're breathing in. That's interesting to think about that. Yeah, like they go into space and you would think, well, I mean, obviously there's no oxygen out there, but they're wearing those masks or whatever, those tanks. Right, right. So they're actually getting used to having even better oxygen out there because right. of that than here. Yep. And then they come back here and it's like, I can hardly breathe. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. well, the body adapts. The body definitely adapts. And you're yeah. running up, even at the 18% of Colorado. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. So I'd love to hear more about the Shark Tank story and like whatever it is that you can share, like as far as sure. the process of getting on and like how sure. that when, you know, we only see 10, 15 minutes. Um, right. Yeah. I'd love to hear more. Yeah. So we, they contacted us, funny enough. The producer <laughs> called me and I, I, I didn't recognize the name. I, I thought it was kind of a, a scam, you know, because oh, we feel a Shark Tank. And I'm like, okay, I looked him up and it was the real producer of Shark Tank. And he said, you know, they st a few products out there, a few companies they sort of look at and uh, identify as, hey, this would be a really kind of interesting thing for the sharks to take a look at. So he said, hey, you know, I had to still apply and be accepted. And there's a debate as to whether or not we wanted to do that, you know, because again, they can make you look really good. They can make you look really bad. And, you know, we felt very confident though in our uh, product and our mission that we thought that it would be a, a, a good for the promotion of the company and educational process for the people out there to learn about us. So we did go on. So we, we agreed to go on and it wasn't a, like, it wasn't a done deal. There was about 120 people, a group of entrepreneurs that went and they cut, I think 30 or 40 of us during pre-audit, like the, the, the on-site auditions. So it got down to about 80 people. And from the 80, I think they only air 60. So you have to have a compelling scene or a compelling segment when you go out and pitch. But, you know, Mike, my CEO, Mike Rice and I, we prepared, we, this was a long time because we knew like, we were going to control statistics, all of our pricing, margins and everything, you know, we were very, we worked really hard at it. It's really kind of cool. So when you, you know, we walk down that hallway, doors open up, it really does look like the show. We had practiced in front, like uh, this computer screen right here, actually, we were practicing in front of a picture. You know, I had, I had Mark Cuban. I had Barbara Corcoran, I had Kevin O'Leary, Lori, and actually it was Robert on the screen. We, I was practiced in front of the screen to sort of get used to what they might ask and how I'd react. So when, when you walk through those doors and the cameras are all around, the lights are all around, they're all sitting, it, it seemed almost surreal. Like I was still practicing in front of my screen. So it came across as very natural, which was great. Uh, so I, I, I'd highly, uh, recommend if any other people go into Shark Tank to do that because it makes you feel more comfortable in front of that sort of pressure situation. But they were great. They asked really tough questions. We were up there for about an hour and they were, you know, a lot of it got cut. I, I think the segment before us, they wanted to extend. It was more of a special interest story. And so we kind of got condensed into about seven minutes. 
but we got we got our information out. We got a great deal with Kevin O'Leary. Uh, he's been fantastic. He's been an advocate, a promoter, a mentor. Connects us with uh, with 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 great buyers and other influencers. So he's been great. And so there was all in all, it was a great experience. And it was funny too, because when we agreed to the deal with Kevin, he came up to shake our hands, and it was the most shocking thing because he kind of broke that fourth wall. In my mind, I was presenting in front of a TV screen. <laughs> uh, and then when he shook my hands, like, so that was a really kind of full experience. And, you know, Mike and I were exhausted afterwards because we had so much pent up adrenaline go into it, but it was, it was fun. It was really fun. Wow. So, you know, I think sometimes they make him come across as, I don't know what the word would be, but I, but I imagine he's actually pretty pleasant. It sounds like to work. Yeah, no, he can be surly. Like, he definitely be surly. If he asks one questions and he's, he's, he doesn't mess around. Like, he gets right to the mm -hmm. point. His time is money and he doesn't want to be bamboozled. So, uh, yeah, no, so, you know, Mark Cuban was definitely interested. Barbara wasn't. I mean, I, I thought Barbara, like, I, I really respect Barbara. I know her story. I worked hard to convince her because she had used the product for it and she had seen it and she had benefited from it and her husband benefited from it, but she was, she was not to be uh, convinced. Uh, Kevin was, was, saw the benefit immediately and Lori did too. And I thought Lori was going to get into a uh, baby more with Kevin, but I think she recognized that Kevin really wanted it. So, she, and uh, Rohan was the, was the other shark and he, he never really was engaged at all, even during the uh, give and take. So I know he was, he wasn't a potential. So we were very happy with what happened. Uh, but yeah, Kevin. You know, he's a good guy. I, you know, I met him uh, after that uh, a few times and he wants us to do well, you know, uh, to prove him right, you know, but you know, he's, he wants us to do well and, and, it's, and it's great to work with. So how often do you get to speak with him? Like, I mean, obviously not always in person. But... Every two or three months, you know, he number, I have his number and he uh, actually, well, many times I'm going to go directly in because he's super busy. He's all over the world too. So I go uh, directly to his team. Uh, but his team, you know, has a direct conduit to him and he's always available. We don't, we don't really like, it's just me asking him to do things. He doesn't really ask us to do anything. So like, I'll, I'll ask him to, you know, do a, a radio commercial or do a TV spot or do a QVC uh, spot. And he's always more than happy and willing. Uh, he's great. I've heard the deal that y'all agree on, on the show, isn't necessarily always right. what ends up happening right. after. Right. Right. What was so, your situation? Yeah, no, our hours changed uh, oh. a lot. We didn't really, we didn't need the money. We still didn't. And you know, if you take a loan from someone, it's just a cost in terms of debt service. Mm -hmm. So we, we wound up doing a little bit of a different deal than that loan. And so, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I can't disclose. It, it did change a little bit. Good for him and good for us. It was, it was a mutually beneficial uh, agreement in line with the, uh, the breadth of what we agreed to on the show. So how much did your sales increase after that show? Uh, well, we had a huge blip that for, you know, a couple of days after the show, you know, our sales increased hundred percent. It came down, but it, it probably, you probably get a sustainable 25 jump from it. And you know, that continued on, uh, so, you know, our, 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 our curve goes up and then we had a blip, it went up that those two days came down and then, but it, it jumped up about 25 uh, and continued on from there. And the bigger, the bigger jump was COVID, you know, the COVID we yeah. jumped you know, a thousand percent that, you know, those, those few days and we ran out, but then with the education, you know, we had a 50% uh, increase. So yeah, a combination of the two, um, mm -hmm. I think, uh, it's been beneficial for people who use us. And I think when you came onto the show, you had, what was it? 6 million in sales? I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what are you out now? I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, so we're at 17 million last year, another 50% to date this year. So Well, um, so for anyone who's interested in being on Shark Tank, do, aside from, you know, practicing in front of a computer with their faces and whatnot, do you have any other kind of tips or ways they can prepare? And know your numbers, know your, your, your product, be able to defend your idea, show some sales. You got to show sales. You got to show proof of concept. You know, you have to know how much, well, although it was kind of a funny question. They asked us uh, what our customer acquisition cost is. And I kind of pushed back on that. Like it, it costs us nothing sometimes to get a customer. And it times sometimes it can cost a hundred dollars to get a customer. And how do you find an average? It's, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, just know all of your gross margin, your uh, cash flow, your burn rate, how much money you need to take in, how are you going to service that debt and if you have to be really prepared as to every single facet of the business. Because if you're not, they kind of see through that and they'll, they'll destroy you. <laughs> so uh, I would say just be, be very, very prepared. Know your product or service and uh, be prepared to defend it with your life. I think one last question I have. <laughs> do you think, I, now I don't know if Kevin O'Leary, I think he does do podcasts, guest episodes sometimes. Do you think he'd ever be interested in coming on a show, a small show like this? Maybe I could ask. I, I could put you in touch with, her, uh, with his team. Absolutely. Oh, that would be awesome. I would appreciate it so much because I would love to talk to him about, because there's a lot of things on the show that different terms and just, I, I don't know. I would just love to talk about his story and everything. But, uh, he's, a, he's a brilliant financial guy. all about the markets. He's a savvy investor. He's, he, he has a lot to say. He's on MSNBC. He's got that. Money Court that's on MS, uh, MSNBC as well. And he's, he's a bright, articulate, uh, engaging person. So I think he'd be a great guest for you. Awesome. Well, I would appreciate, you know, and he he can always say no, that's fine. But that's right. that would yeah. be awesome to to at least have him even know about the show and consider it. That would be. He's an entrepreneur himself. He had a software company that he bootstrapped as well. Yeah. Uh, so we could talk he, about that even. <laughs> exactly. And uh, he made, he's a self-made person. So, yeah. Wow. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time today. And was there anything else that you wanted to touch on maybe that we hadn't? No, not really. Got, I always appreciate when people want to ask about the story and, and learn about it. You know, from the frugal nature, like the thing we do, I, I started with very, very little money and grew very, very slowly. And, and surely we've always been profitable every single year of in a business. But sometimes the profit wasn't that much, but you know, we were, uh, we, bootstrapped it in Bridgeport, Connecticut, in, in some really interesting neighborhoods to be able to afford rent and met a lot of great people along the way and uh, a lot of supportive people. It's been a great journey. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. If people want to check it out, it's boostoxygen.com. I'll also have show notes with like, the Shark Tank episode at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash boost. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Great. Thank you, Sarah. It's great. Have you considered starting a podcast for your business? Or maybe you already have one, but are afraid of pod fading because you just didn't realize how much time post-production would take. I can help. My company, podseam.com, makes podcasting as seamless as possible. We help you launch, manage, market, and monetize your podcast seamlessly. We do more than just podcast editing and production. We help you leverage the power of podcasting to get new leads and grow your business. Learn more at podseam.com. That's P-O-D-S-E-A-M.com. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack. Connect with fellow listeners 
share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.